Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm taking your calls and giving you some tips that you'll definitely want to try. Topics include the lessons you can learn from your shorter relationships, a new oral sex method that almost every vulva owner will love, ways to take your partner's kissing skills from drab to fab, how do you and your partner break into amateur porn, and how do you know if it's the right time to cohabitate? All this and more. Thanks for listening. We just finished our latest survey, and since last year, the percentage of you who use lube frequently went from 48% to 63%. This made me so proud, because you know I want you guys to have a lube on every nightstand. That's my dream. Now, I know there could be some confusion when it comes to deciding which kind of lube to buy, so today, let's talk about silicone lubes. They last longer, they're waterproof, and you can use them with condoms without breaking them down which is why I am so excited I get to work with Uberlube. I literally used to stock them for samples at trade shows. That's how much I love their lube. I even gave my producer a cup instead of a whole bottle because I didn't want to give it all away. So anyway, Uberlube gets that high quality silicone is the best option because that's literally all they make. You just have to feel it and you'll know what I'm talking about. It's never sticky or tacky and they even add a touch of vitamin E so you feel moisturized after using it. In fact, You can use it in your hair for frizziness, on your skin for chafing. And side note, if you got colorful tattoos, it makes them more vibrant. It's kind of like the Swiss army knife of lubes. Uber Lube is long lasting and waterproof, so you can use it in the bath or the shower without reapplying. Besides the way it feels, let me tell you about the bottle. It's such a clean design in this beautiful glass bottle. Definitely nightstand friendly, which of course I love. Ubalube is really in a class by itself, and I want you to try it. So to order yours, go to sexwithemily.com slash Ubalube. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash U-B-E-R-L-U-B-E today. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. You know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, check out sexwithemily.com. And you can also find us on all social media. It's at sexwithemily everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those fun places. Before I get into this show where I'm taking your calls today, which is very exciting. I've got some sex in the news. I have a very special announcement for all of my listeners. I'm so excited to tell you that... I have a new show coming out. It's actually Sex with Emily on Sirius XM Radio. And it's going to be five days a week. It's starting November 12th. It's on Stars Channel 109. And I'll be there every day, you guys. I will be there Monday through Friday, 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific and 8 to 10 Eastern. And you guys can call in and just talk to me on the radio. Even more sex talk. And and I have to tell you guys what this means for me personally First, let me tell you what it means for you. Nothing's going to change, except for you've more options to listen to Sex with Emily on the radio if you want. I'll still be doing podcasts and everything's going to be great. On a personal note, I wanted to share with you that I I love doing live radio. And I really, that was really a dream of mine when I started this show like 13, 14 years ago. And I had a little taste of it. And then I just thought, ah, radio's is dead and I love podcasting and I'll keep going with it. And then this opportunity happened And I did a little test show in June here for five days and went really well. And so this is just, I don't know, I just want to share with you. It's a great dream. I loved speaking to people live. This is why I love these these call shows. So here today, you know, we set up calls with you guys. So we could still do that here. You can also call into SiriusXM. I'll be talking more about it. But I just want to thank everyone for supporting the show and for being a part of this show for the last 13 plus years or even just only been 13 minutes. 
you know, however long you've been listening, everyone, all my listeners have helped me get to this point and supported the show um, so we can keep going this long and just keep expanding the audience. What I'm most excited about is that it's going to reach so many more people now who actually might not listen to podcasts or they've got Sirius XM satellite in their car. So I'm just thrilled. So thank you all for sharing this with me. And um, of course, if you do have Sirius XM, call in on at those times and I'll be telling you more about it soon. Okay, some sex in the news. Okay, so last night I was at this really cool event. I got invited by a friend of mine and it was at an art gallery and it was for about 20, 25 women. It was like a fundraiser, but it was also really cool art and women's empowerment and just cool chicks who are doing great things in LA. And we all had to go around and say what we did. And of course, you know, when I said I have a show, Sex with Emily, it was great because there's actually some women who were like, oh my God, I listened to your show. But what often happens is, is at these events afterwards, a lot of women came up to me and they just started asking me questions. And eventually it turned into, you know, a Sex with Emily little group sex session, which I actually love. I love these spontaneous when women are like, oh my God, I've never had anyone to ask this question to. So there was one woman who came up to me and she said, I've got a question for you. And I think she's in her late 20s and she's raised Persian, Jewish. And she said that she's like, you know, I, I want to have casual sex with men, but I was raised in this religion where, you know, it's just wrong to have casual sex and you should only be dating with the purpose of finding that person you're going to marry. And she thought, isn't it mean like if we all manifest or when we put out what we want to receive that it's actually not right for me to have sex with someone I know it's not going to go anywhere. She really felt like that was something that was wrong and that would keep her from her goal of finding the one. And I was just like telling her that I think that, you know, and it's from her culture, her religion, her family. She said, you know, I have to tell you, I never really took the time to form my own opinion outside of what my family says and what my culture upbringing said. And I thought she said that so well, that she was so honest. Like, you know, I don't really know what I think because these are the messages that I've been told since I was a baby, you know? And so I just said to her that, you know, actually, I think it can actually really be healthy to have these shorter relationships in our life or relationships or even just casual sex that you feel good about that's consensual. Especially for women, I think I used to be somewhat in her boat that I thought casual sex was more or frivolous sex was more benefit my partner than me because I didn't know. First of all, I was like, I don't know how you have great sex with a person when you first meet them. But then also it seemed like, you know, there was just like more rules. I thought, well, maybe someone wouldn't respect you. This is when I was like, you know, in my early 20s, someone wouldn't respect you. And the point is, I said to her, no, you actually can learn a lot from dating people, you know, having periods where you're going out with people you just met and maybe having some sex, like random sex, because I think that's random sex with a purpose of maybe understanding what you like and what you don't like. Like you will find that husband one day, but it's just so great to have experience with others. Even if you're practice communicating what you want in bed, I think they can be healthy for you to have shorter relationships and just try not to have too many um, beliefs around exactly how you think relationships should go down and, and have all these really strict rules about finding love because it's not really just about love. It's about finding who you are when you're in a relationship. And maybe it's love, maybe it's not. So I just think all these things are learning opportunities. And then I saw this article today, Lessons You Can Learn from Short-Term Relationships. And I thought it had some really good points. So it says, you know, when it comes to love and relationships, a lot of things seem to be learned the hard way. I actually think that we learn a lot from relationships and it is hard, but some of the best work we do are in relationships. And so there's not really right or wrong way to love, but it basically just says, you know, how you can learn from these shorter relationships. So forever doesn't exist is the first point. And I love this. I've heard this quote, people coming into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. I've had experiences with people, you know, whether I'm dating or not, that are really intense. Like maybe you meet them on a vacation or an airplane and it's like for a moment and you just think, wow, I know I met this person for a reason. And it kind of gives you this sense of every time we're with a person, we don't have to be thinking, what does this mean? Is it forever? Is it for another week? What about if it's just for the moment and whatever you're going to be, whatever the two of you are going to create in that moment by meeting each other. So I just kind of like that, you know, forever doesn't have to exist. To think in a relationship that every time you go out with someone, you're sitting across them. Maybe it's a first date and you're like, could I marry this person? Are they going to be the one? Is it forever? I mean, I just think that we never really know what's going to happen, right? There's a lot of other things that could happen. So I think it's okay to think of someone as Mr. or Mrs. right now instead of Mr. or Mrs. right. 
Another point is no one can make you happy except for yourself. And I think that a lot of us kind of date with the notion that somebody is going to come in and they're going to fix our, you know, blues. They're going to make us feel so much happier all the time. But happiness is an inside job and it's fully reliant actually on you. Like no one's going to save you and make you suddenly happier. You're not like a half a person wandering around looking for your other half so you can become whole. So the thing about happiness is I think it's important to keep working on our own inner happiness and then, you know, make sure that you're with someone, you know, I think there's a lot to be said for you feel happier when you're with someone, you feel like the best version of yourself rather than saying they are fully responsible for my happiness. Another point, which I think is great for all relationships to remember this, you guys, this is like the most, I mean, I hope everyone can just take this for a moment, especially if you're dating someone right now and it's new and you're, or you've even been together for a while and you're deciding, do I want to go to the next steps? Let me tell you this, you can't change others. People are not going to change unless they want to change. So whoever they were before they met you, they're still going to be that person. I think that a lot of us think, well, you know, it's okay. I'm going to stay with them, but they're cha- they're, they're going to change. I'll get them to eat healthier or like the kind of movies I like or stop drinking or something. And this is something my mother told me too. There's a few things in here that I was like, these are some, she didn't tell me a ton about relationships, but the little messages she did tell me are right. And that is that people don't change. And so just remember that you might even be at a place right now where you, you're finding yourself thinking, oh, I just hope these things change or I'll be able to change them. Remember, no one, just assume right now that the person you're with is pretty much who they are, okay? So remember that and you're not responsible for them changing. Always put yourself first. Now, I know this might sound really selfish to you, but self-improvement, self-care, prioritizing your own needs is never selfish because the best thing we can do for any relationship is to improve ourselves because the better we are, the more we're working on ourselves, the better our relationship is. And I think that relationships can stagnate over time because we all lose interest in advancing ourselves and we just get comfortable with our partner. But I think the more we're on our path and we don't feel guilty or selfish for taking time for self-improvement courses, seeing our friends, learning something new, I think that we have to know that that's actually part of being human and doing that will actually make us better lovers So and better partners. I'll enjoy that one, you guys. Hope you'll take a few things home. I love this one, you guys. It's a new method. Well, I don't know if it's new. It's a method for oral sex. It says it's a better way for oral. And you know, I just love hearing new oral tips and This one wasn't so hard to figure out. And I think that you might enjoy it if you are with a vulva owner. Okay, it's called the Kiven Method. And they said that um, it was on a recent Reddit thread and that there's a lesser known alternative oral sex method that they want to try out. Okay, so here it is. And remember, you guys, it's not going to work on everybody, but it's an exciting way of performing oral sex. And there have been some bold claims about its effectiveness an orgasm in three minutes and 60% of women with people with vaginas experience faster and more intense orgasms. Okay, you guys, I don't know about that one, but let's hear how you do it so you can try it. Try it at home, try it with your partner, see if it works. Um, And the other thing I like about this is even if it doesn't work, you're probably going to find another method or another nerve ending or something that you might've missed before on the vulva because we know there are 8,000 of them. So here's the gist. Rather than coming in from between the legs, so your partner's lying on their back and you're kind of coming up between their legs, the giver comes in from the side. So meaning you're like sitting on your side, leaning over into their vulva. So basically you place your, you place the index finger and thumb on either side of the clitoris to raise and steady it. And remember, do this gently and use some lube. It's okay, you know, kissing and foreplay, all that stuff is important, but hopefully the clitoris is already a little aroused right now. And then instead of licking up and down on the vulva, you're going to go from side to side across the clitoral hood. So like windshield wiper, tongue, back and forth instead of up and down. So what they're saying is this, which makes sense, this helps to stimulate a wider area of the clitoris than conventional methods usually used. The positioning is, okay, so here's some other things about the positioning. It's best to approach over the thighs rather than underneath. So with the left hand, the giver needs to place the middle finger on the perineum. So what we're saying is your right hand is stabilizing the clitoris, it's raising it up, and the the left hand is going um, the middle finger is on the perineum, which is that area between the the between the vagina and the anus. 
And why you're doing that is because you want to feel for different muscle contractions. So you could kind of tell if your partner's nearing orgasm, you can begin to concentrate on the head of the clitoris with the tongue. So you're supposed to feel some contractions and then from your licking, and then that way it's like a little indicator that you could switch it up and just concentrate on the head. So basically this theory is you're trying three different variations. You're going on the side, using a different hand position, and you're licking across the clitoral hood. So what I found interesting, yeah, they have one review in here. My wife found it unpleasant, but I found that gently pressing my finger against her anus, her anal sphincter worked better than the perineum. So that's interesting. And the key is to keep the pace and pressure consistent, which by the way, is always really important during oral sex to kind of keep it consistent. Another person said that she came within five minutes of me finding the rhythm. It's usually 15 to 20 minutes. So I don't know, you guys, let me know what you think. I just emailed this to my boyfriend, so... I haven't even tried it yet. I'll let you know what happens. I actually would love to hear if you guys try this out. We could even post a link to it on the website or in the show notes so you can see what you think. Okay, guys, there's some moral sex, some relationship tips. Now we're going to get into your calls. I'm so glad. I love call shows. We're going to take a quick break. Shout out to our sponsors. Thank you for supporting them. And I'll be right back. There's nothing quite like the feeling of taking your bra off after a long day. It's just so freeing. I mean, usually there's wires poking you, you're constantly adjusting yourself, straps are falling off. It's like a whole thing. I think the only people I know who aren't dreaming of this right now are those who have already discovered Third Love. Third Love makes the most comfortable bras I've ever tried, which makes sense because the founder created the company since she had all the same problems most of us have when it comes to bras. So she wanted to make it a whole lot easier and she did. Okay, for starters, Third Love bras are available in 70 sizes. 70, that's twice what most major brands offer. Know what else they have? Half sizes. I know, take a moment for that to sink in. And to make it easy to find your fit, they have a fun online quiz that accounts for your size and shape. I tried it and in just 60 seconds, I knew exactly what to order. And it's not just the fit that makes them comfortable. The fabric is soft and smooth and the cups have memory foam so they can form better than anything else. Oh, and there are no tags. Zero. I hate those bra tags. It's such a pain to take them off. They always scratch you. I mean, they thought of everything and even included tips on how to properly adjust the straps. I mean, I didn't know I was supposed to adjust my straps once a month. Think about it. You wear your bra every single day. So why not have something that actually fits? Third Love is offering my listeners 15% off their first order. They will guarantee the fit. If you don't like it, return it or exchange it for free. Seriously, this is a no-brainer. To order your favorite new bra, go to thirdlove.com slash Emily and get 15% off your first purchase. That's T-H-I-R-D-L-O-V-E dot com slash Emily to save 15% today. So let me tell you about my first time buying a sex toy. I was 22 years old living in San Francisco and I walked into a local shop called Good Vibrations. It really blew my mind. I mean, I pictured sex toy stores to be these dark, dingy places, but it was so open and well lit. It was like an Apple store for vibrators. So I walk in and one of the workers approached me and she immediately put me at ease. She was like, hi, so let's talk about your orgasms. You would think a stranger asking that would make you nervous, but she immediately made me feel so comfortable and helped me figure out what would be best for me. Thank you, Pocket Rocket. At the time, I wasn't even aware that my life would also become devoted to helping people with orgasms and sex, or that I'd be fortunate enough to work with Good Vibrations later down the line. This is why I am so excited to have you guys get to know them as well, if you don't already. I mean, they do run some of the best and most respected adult boutiques in the country. And now with their online store, you get to have that same shopping experience and expertise without ever leaving your house. Seriously, guys, they just know quality. I mean, if they have it in their store, I trust it. And if they don't, I have to question it a bit more. It's not just me that feels this way. I can't stress enough the standard they set in the industry. And I'm even more excited because now Good Vibrations runs the Shop with Emily page on my website. So be on the lookout for some great sex toys and sexy announcements. To see everything Good Vibrations has to offer, just go to sexwithemily.com slash goodvibrations. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash G-O-O-D-V-I-B-R-A-T-I-O-N-S. Okay, we are back. And now we're going to get into your calls. 
God, I love these shows. I love answering your questions. It's why I do what I do. So if you have a question you want answered on the show, just text Ask Emily all one word to 797979 or go to my website, sexwithemily.com. Click the Ask Emily tab and always include your name, your age, where you live, and how you listen to the show. So our next call is Kelly23 from Georgia. Her sex life has increased. There's some kinks that have started to appear, and but she's not sexually satisfied. Hey, Kelly. Hi. Hi. Thanks so much for calling in. So tell me what's going on. So it's kind of a lot. <laughs> it's okay. um, so me and my boyfriend, who is 22, have been dating for like two years now. It started off kind of like the sex life part of it started off kind of interesting just because he has some really bad past sexual experiences. Okay. Um, and that's been, you know, kind of something that we've been dealing with for a long time. But then we both moved to Florida recently and things have just been sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, out of the blue. Okay. Like um, we, we have been having sex probably about, three times a day, two wow. times a day. <laughs> okay. Like, it, like too much, like not too, I don't know. It's just not typical for us. And then um, on top of that recently, he's been really wanting to do anal, which is like, you know, something I'd totally be okay with trying. And I have tried with him since he's been interested in it, but I have also expressed to him that it really just doesn't do anything for me. Right. Like, I mean, I like that it turns him on and I like that that's something that we both share that he's comfortable enough coming to me with that. Right. But I just don't like it. Like it hurts me. Right. Okay. And so I've told him that and I'm like, I just, you know, it's not, it, I just feel like you're getting so much more out of this. Than right. I exactly. Kind of yeah. No, I hear you. And then it's so frustrating. And then the thing that kind of, sent me to email you (laughs) it was when one night we were you know getting intimate in the bedroom and then he was like hey can you just sit on my face I was like sure you know okay but Mm -hmm. then I I mean I kid you not Emily I sat on his face for like 30 minutes and he was like was only licking my butt like the whole time right okay oh my god so he didn't know probably where to lick I you. Guess, I guess. He, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so what you're saying is your sex life increased because you moved to, you moved to Florida and now it's three times a day, which is a, too much for you or it would be okay if you yeah. were having pleasure. So basically he's, here's what I'm hearing. So tell me if this is right. So okay. Kelly, I'm hearing okay. that like you guys been together for two years, sex has been good and now it's more frequent. He's having more demands. He's speaking more about what he wants and it sounds yeah. like you're, you know, you need to probably talk about more about what you want with him and figure out what that is. Yeah. So you're both having pleasure, right? Yeah. Cause yes. okay. So, so that's correct. So tell me, have you talked to him about like what you actually want and what turned you on? I guess not really. Okay. I guess I've really only kind of channeled the whole anal doesn't turn me on. Right. Okay. So, I, I so that's I've e- ever <laughs> had the conversation of like this does. <laughs> right. No. Okay. So this is great though. Cause what a great opportunity. Cause here's, here's what you have to understand is that you're both like early twenties, right? He's 22, you're 23. You've been together two years, you know, even if you guys have had partners in the past or a few, you just haven't had enough like years yet on the planet to even have this kind of experience yet. And you might not know exactly what you want, but the good news is this is right. sounds like you have a willing partner who wants to experiment. And so it's on you now to kind of, you know, we, I can get to the anal in a minute because I get that. Like if you, it's not great just to start with anal and if it's been painful in the past, you know, we'll get to that. But do you know, my first most important question, Kelly, is do you know <laughs> what you do want? Like, do you know yet what, what does turn you on and what you're craving? And it's okay I mean, if you don't. I, I don't know if I do. Right? I mean, I know what works when it's happening, but I guess I'm not like, he's so imaginative you know he's like let's try this because I've either seen it or I thought about it and like let's try it but I guess I've never really been the one to think in my head "Ooh, I think maybe I would like that let's let me bring that to the table I've always been like oh while it's happening I like it I don't know I haven't really thought about it right okay so first of all I was gonna say it sounds like he watches a lot of porn because he's got all these ideas he's like sit on my face you know like all of a sudden you're like okay and then he's licking your butt right and usually that's a it can be a butt thing but a lot of times it's an oral sex thing right like we want him to go down you know we want him to like lick your vulva and not your anus and so that would have been so with that it's like it sounds like he's just trying to see cool stuff that he's seen in porn so what I like here is you might not how do you feel about porn I'm, you know, if 
if you okay watched with it. you, then I'm fine yeah. with it. Oh, if I'm okay with it. I'm okay with porn that turns you on. I'm not okay with any porn because, listen, most porn is created from the male gaze. So there's a guy, producer, director right. who's like, this is what I think would be hot, right? Since the beginning of right. time. And they set up scenarios that are mostly men's fantasies. It might not work for you. It might. You could try it out. But I think this just comes back down to your own masturbate. Do you masturbate? Do I? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you have, yeah, sure. Do you have orgasms? Yes. Do you use toys? Do yes. you, and do you fantasize? Yes. Oh, awesome. Okay. So do you want to tell me what you're talking <laughs> This is great. We're so good here. So you have all the pieces. I'm just going to put them together for you. So oh, you, okay. yeah, Perfect. yeah, yeah. So what do you think about if you tell me when you masturbate? Is there like one primary? Usually we have like one or two things we go to that is like, you know, maybe you're making out with him or it's someone you've seen or an ex-boy. Like, is there something you think about during sex that particularly gets you there? Yeah. Yeah, it's more like the situation of like, honestly, more of like a least expected sort of a thing, like a like you're at like a party or whatever, and it just like happens almost not like publicly, but more like it's just like I don't know, abrasive sort of. Okay, kind of like, like aggressive, like he take yeah, like it it's, it surprises you and he takes you and like can't control right. his urges and like maybe it's a little aggressive, but. Not really painful, yeah. but like he grabs you and not takes painful. you. Right. That's like the big thing. It's not like painful. It's also very like, I don't know, just okay. more like one-on-one kind of a thing right okay so I think the great thing is that you both want to like really learn right now because I think your boyfriend does he's just doing what he's seen because he's actually he's imaginative because I'm going to take a guess that he does watch a lot of porn and that's where a lot of it can come from and maybe he masturbates a lot and he's got all these fantasies so you're just gonna have to if you want to catch up and start so you could say to him like Mm. I think this starts with a talk like just and it could be reading erotica it could be building on that one fantasy you said like maybe next time you masturbate in your mind you're like okay what party am I at and what am I wearing so the more specific if you can get in your details about what feels good to you, then you can explain these scenarios to him. I think you got to outside the bedroom, you and your boyfriend need to start with like talking about it and just being like, hey, let's talk. You know, maybe when you're out on the weekend or just let's talk about our sex life. Like, let him know. Like, I'm so, you know, it's fun that we're having all this sex, but I, you'd be honest. I mean, if I were you, I think there's a great time to see, like, you know what? I realize I talked to sex with Emily. You could say, you talk to your friends, whatever feels good to you, and say, I've just realized that yeah. I don't actually know. I know I'm saying no to anal, but or no to these things, but I'm trying to figure it out. Can you help me? Or let's get into it together. And then you guys could go make it an adventure. Like, you could go to a sex toy store, go shopping. You could find some porn that you like. You could read erotica together, exchange passages, and just try to find those things. You know, and then I think with if you masturbate, then you know what feel good. So, for example, if you're sitting on his face for a half hour, I want and I also feel there's part of you that feels like you can't move or you can't make those suggestions because maybe, you know, and I'm telling you, I I was exactly like how you are. I had no idea what turned me on. I felt uncomfortable saying it to even partners I loved and I'd been with. I'm like, well, they know. And I wouldn't even know where to tell him to move. But in that moment, like you would know, like maybe to move back so he could be licking your vulva, right? Or your clitoris. So I think it's just a matter of having the confidence to do that. And once you talk to him and you just say, let's make it, I want to make it great too for me. And it's not that I don't Mm -hmm. want to have this pleasure. And because I think for anal too, typically starting with anal isn't great for a lot of women. You want to be turned on. You want to have orgasm first if you can, a clitoral orgasm, and then move to anal with his finger. Like if that feels good and a bunch of lube, but you can take it off the table for now. But a lot of women have had bad first time anal or a few times. So I think it goes back to you guys have to communicate about this. He doesn't know this stuff. So here's the other thing. Like, like great lovers are not born, they're made. So you guys have to create this right. together, right? So he just doesn't know. So I think he's okay. really excited this is happening and I think you need to tell him what's important to you. Okay. And so for when it's actually happening, like it gets into that anal play, like mm-hmm. in the middle of that, in the middle of sex. Like, is there something that I can say during it? I you think know, you I should mean, just move than, back. Like, a quick, like, no. No, see, here's the other thing. You want to, unless you're in excruciating pain, you want to be like, no. But I think you could just scooch your leg back and say, try it here. Oh my God, it feels so good. Lick me here. Take your finger, point to your clitoris, your vulva, wherever you want it, your labia, and show them. Like, I would just, in the moment, I think in your mind, you might think he'll freak out or be like, stop, what are you doing? But he'll probably be like, great. I just want to lick you. I think this is hot for you to sit on my face. You know what I'm saying? So I think it just, in the moment, directing him and that's why I also always talk about mutual masturbation for a couple so he can see exactly how you touch yourself when you masturbate 
And this is all really hot. Okay. I think he'll find this sexy as well because then he's going to know. He wants to please you. You want to please him. You both want pleasure. You want the same things. So you just got to practice right. talking to him about it. Yeah. But I think it's great that you masturbate, that you know how to what you're doing and, you know, what feels good. So it's yes. just talking to him. And he is, like, typically really good. I mean, every time we have sex, like, it's 100%, like, tending to my needs. And I'm always orgasming, which is not great. That's <laughs> amazing. Which is not typical for my yeah. past experiences. Yeah. And we've done well communicating that. But I think it's, like, also me during during the act of being able to like steer him in the right direction and I think whenever could, I'm yeah. feeling like oh that doesn't feel good yeah just tell him say babe he could probably just tell you just move say let's try something else and I think if you let him know and say I've been thinking about this because during sex you know I love your sex I'm, our sex life I'm so attracted to you but in the moment I'm just going to start moving to what I want is that cool like if you'd like to pass it by him first you'd be like of course I would think if he wants to please you, like, please, <laughs> please tell me what okay. you want. So, yeah, I think in the moment you could try either one. You could let him know or just do it. And I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised that it's all cool, that it's going to okay. work out and you're going to get your needs met. I feel good about okay. this. Okay. Yes, so just talk to him you. and move, make those moves. You deserve the pleasure. And you're on your way. You're so close. Okay. You're so welcome, Kelly. So close. <laughs> okay. You're so close. It's all good. Just communication. Okay. 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 Thank you, Kelly. Let me know what happens. Thank Have a good day. you. All right. Bye. Okay, guys. It's just a little bit of communication here we need. I mean, it's true. I think that it can be really hard to let our partners know what we want for so many reasons. We're afraid we're going to get rejected or it's going to be the wrong timing. But really, if we know what feels good, I promise you our partners want to please us. They want to make us feel good. And if you find out your partner does it and doesn't care what you want, then that's not your partner. Okay, guys? So just... Remember to talk about it. And if you don't know, it's your job to figure it out. Okay, we have Sophia. She's 24 from Chicago. And she wants to know, how do you know it's the right time or the right person to cohabitate? Hey, Sophia. So good to talk to you. Hello. Hello. Very good to talk to you. I'm very excited. I love your work and I'm very obsessed with your podcast. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Thank you for listening. I'm glad it's been helpful. So tell me what's going on. Okay, so I'm 24, Liz, as you said, and my boyfriend is 10 years older than me. We've um, been together for about a year, and we had been talking about moving in together, but nothing really had happened quite yet. I was still unsure about it, and he recently moved out, and he just recently bought a house, and he really wants me to move in with him. Um, I do want to move in, but there's a couple of things that are holding me back, and I have a couple of concerns. You know, I feel like I'm still in the process of finding myself personally and emotionally and my career. I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. And and then at the same time, at this, um, sometimes I don't feel completely hurt in the relationship. So I'm like still going back and forth. Um, so is it normal to be going back and forth? Is that just a sign? <laughs> Am I too young to settle down? Yeah, you know... I think it's all the things. First of all, a year in is still pretty new. Like you're still learning how to communicate better to each other, know each other. So it's like, I would think that you're still not being heard is a big thing, right? That that should sound like that's something, a pillar that you guys need to work on, like your communication and him hearing you and how he would know that you feel like he's heard you, like he's getting to know what that looks like. And so that's, that's important. But I think for you, okay, so you're 24 and he's 34. And I think you said it was your first relationship or serious relationship. And so, yeah, I feel like, I mean, this is my people, you know, and you're, I mean, I'm from Michigan, you're in Chicago. I get it. It's like a different, people do settle down a little bit like sooner, but yeah, I get a sense that, you know, you mentioned your career and still figuring yourself out. That's true at 24. And the fact that you even know that is great because some people at 24 are like, oh no, I've got this. I know myself, but you're right. You're still on a journey and still on a path. And so I would say, be careful. Like there's no need to move in right now. And I don't, I don't love if he's pressuring you to do it because it doesn't sound like to make you ready. You know, you could still be together. He's definitely not pressuring me. He's telling me to take my time. It's just more that I'm concerned about wasting his time. And I've communicated this to him. And I tell him I don't want to be wasting your time. And he says that he's not in any rush or hurry, that he's willing to wait for me. But it's me just trying to figure out if I need to move in or, like, just focus on my career and not be in a relationship since I'm so young. Right, right. I mean, you know what? All those things, like, I think that you don't know yet. So I think the thing is, it's not so black and white. Like, I don't think you should move in yet. That's my thing. I think you should move in when you know you're ready. Like, when you know this is someone that you think you're going to want to have a long-term relationship with and, like, spend the rest of it. Like, really know because you've tried it out. You've traveled together. You've spent time together. You've, you know, had some more time. So I feel like you're not there yet. So I think you can just let him know 
that. But as far as your relationship going, it's not contingent upon you moving in with them, right? Like you could still stay with him and work on things. So that's the other option. So you could still kind of set yourself a timeline too, because, you know, think about like, what would you like to work on in your relationship? You said that uh, you wanted to work on communicating better, having him listen, feeling heard. So I I think like letting him know what that looks like to you. So maybe it's like, I want you to ask me about my big meeting I had the next day because I told you about dinner last. Like, I want you to remember things or I want you to ask me things or just like let him know what that looks like. And so work on that. But I just think that, you know, I think it is really important in your 20s to figure out who you are, who your friends, like what kind of job you want. Like you shouldn't know yet. Like it is, 20s are about figuring out your career because you haven't worked yet, had enough time to work yet, you know, so you figure it out. So I think... You can do both. People are in relationships and they're having careers in life. So I think you can do it all. So I don't think that there's like a gun to your head. He's not pressuring you. But I think that, you know, these are all important things and this is part of the learning process. But if you don't feel like there's progress being made, like three months from now, it still seems like you're in the same place. You know, I think it's time to revisit it. So I think talking to him about what you want, how you'd like to feel closer to him and that you might need more time, I think is totally legit. So you think that once I basically make progress and once I actually know, because that's what I was thinking, I don't think it's normal for me to go from one day thinking, yes, I'm totally ready for it. And we're in that position for us together. And other days we're not. So that's really not normal then. No, that's normal. (laughs) Wait a minute. It's normal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Everything. Listen to think one day, oh my God, we're so in love and it's amazing. And then the next day he says something weird or doesn't remember something. And you're like, oh, never. I need to end. You know, I think we all go through extremes. Like, you know, it's fine. Like that's, that's normal. I think to be undecided in a relationship, but here's the thing. What I want you to make sure of is that you're more decided than less. So at least over 60% of the time, let's say, right, you're more into it than not. But if it's a 50-50, like I'm in, I'm out, I'm in my out every other day, and this has been going on for a while, then I might kind of take a look at that. So I might just, you know, just kind of write down some things and think about like pros and cons seem so silly, but like what is working, what isn't, rather than just keep going in, in a loop, um, so, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I also want to make sure like he's really not giving you any pressure, you know, in a 10-year, and it is, yeah. that's one thing, and also 10 years is a big age difference, I think, 24 to 34. Now that things don't work out, but you're in different stages, right? Like, he's buying a house, and you're figuring out your career. And so, exactly. that's real, too. I mean, I'm going to say something, that age difference is, you know, that works people, but you're young figuring it out. I think that there's nothing wrong with you right now. You're not doing anything wrong. We all fluctuate. We're never certainly sure until maybe we get, we decide to get married. And even then people aren't totally sure. So I think that the more you could work on getting your certainty level up and less downswings is great. And maybe once you really get into it and start working on it, you'll realize that no, we're not compatible. Or you might realize, yes, we actually are and things are great. So I think there's a little more deeper work to do with him. Like talk about those things that you think you can't talk about. I don't know what those are for you, but I think it's important to bring up your concerns because it's been a year and it's time. Right. So if there's anything you're holding back on, yeah, you want to figure it out. You don't want to waste time. Oh, good. You're so welcome. I said, yeah, I think that, um, you deserve to take the time to, to figure this out right now and it's a good time to do it. You're completely right. Thank you so much for your help. You're so welcome. Thank you for listening to the show and calling in. You guys, I think it's really interesting because I've been in relationships sometimes, you know, even sometimes now I'm like, oh God, he's driving me crazy, you know, but it doesn't mean that I want to end the relationship. So I think we have to all monitor it. Like, I think that's a really good thing to think about. Like if you are less enthralled with your partner than you are really into him, like if there's more things that are negative than positive and it's been going on for a while, we'll take a look at those things. And I think in my twenties, I used to, I know I did this in my twenties. I didn't really press issues. I kind of just would stay in things long time, like two years. And then I would spend half of the relationship trying to get out of it because I didn't really know how to communicate. I didn't know what I wanted yet. And now I would tell myself and I would tell people now, like, even if you don't know the right way to do it or what to say, it just start asking those questions. Start like like look having real conversations with your partner about what you want, what you need. It doesn't have to be perfect, but really start developing you, how you live in a relationship and what you want in a relationship and trying to make it the most healthy, um, satisfying relationship you can. And I think that the more work that you do in relationships, really getting into the hard stuff and the deep questions, your answers will come and you'll know whether or not the person's right for you. But you got to do this kind of work of deep, real communication, which always enhances intimacy and can certainly bring you closer together. Ernesto, 32, from Los Angeles. They're an open married couple and they want to start up in porn. Ernesto, tell me everything. (laughs) Hi. 
Hi, how are you? I'm so good. I like this question. Tell uh, me, <laughs> tell me more. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Of um, well, lately we've been trying to spice things up. Uh, me and my wife, we've been married for three years. And I am a photographer and a videographer, so I already have the equipment. And we were discussing things on how to make it um, a little bit more spicy. So, so we came with the idea of recording ourselves and putting it out there on online. But we don't know how to start. We already have some videos, but only for ourselves. We don't know where to upload them. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, um, that's really cool. I mean, couples like especially married couples, you are couples who are really in a deep committed relationship. I think making porn can be really hot, fun to watch, like great way to spice it up, and actually just making it is hot, watching it's hot. So I think that's really cool. So I'm wondering though, what's your goal? Of this is it more like to continue to spice it up? Or are you thinking this could be another career? Are you looking to make money? Are you looking to meet other people? Like, what's the goal? Uh, well, the goal is not the money. We both have jobs. Um, yeah, we just want to meet uh, people, and we want people to watch our videos. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there's a website that we found. Um, you could start on webcams as a couple. It's called webcamstartup.com slash couples. And that okay. page seemed to have a lot of really good resources for couples wanting to do it. I bet if you got on like FetLife, that would probably be a great place to start. It's a website called FetLife. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but there's just, there's all different kinds of kinky, sex, you know, porn, things that people are doing. And then also you're here in Los Angeles. So I'm even wondering if there's like a Los Angeles pornography meetup or something. Like there's a, if you just go to like meetup, I think it's like meetup.com. You could find people who are like-minded. So that's what I would say to get started. I don't really know... You know, I know Good Vibrations in San Francisco used to do a film fest every year and they were like accepting films from couples and stuff like that. But the only thing I could find right now was that was that site that might be good for you. Webcamstartup.com slash couples. Yeah. That that sounds uh, super good. Uh, We tried webcamming maybe like very early in a relationship and then we stopped. But now, yeah, we want definitely to... To do something like that. Yeah, because I know you have movies. You have actually the, the film. So the thing about this, though, yeah. it's it's called Webcam Startup, but it has, like, I think you could get to producing and selling videos. It looks like it has some other things in here that could lead you down another, that could lead you to other places. Perfect. To the right places. That's probably what, what we were looking for. Okay. Yeah, I think if you just, like, look around and you see if the sites seem legit, you're going to... um find it craigslist too to be honest i know they took down a lot of the sex related stuff but you know i would just start yeah. looking on places like that if there's like a local sex toy store you could go in and talk to them i mean i think it's just an exploratory mission because the thing about this is you want to find people and reputable sites and people you know important people that you yeah. like working with so i think it's just a matter of getting yourself out there start talking to people that you trust and kind of finding your way through it because each site or each Perfect. place will lead you to the right path yeah you'll get there that sounds great. Yeah, okay, we're cool. Gonna, we're going to check the sites, and um, yeah, we're going to start doing it. I like it. Okay, I think that's hot. I do. I love it. If it's working Perfect. for you guys. Yeah, okay. Thanks for calling. Thanks, Ernesto. Thank you so much. Yeah, have a great day. Bye. You guys, I'm telling you, I think that for couples, you know, I'm not great with you sending some random naked photo to someone who didn't ask for it and like unsolicited dick pics and even for, you know, women sending your faces along. Like, I'm not cool with that. But if you're like in a committed relationship and you guys want to make a porn or take sexy photos and you trust each other, like I do think that can be a really hot way to spice it up because even the act of making it and the act of watching it. Um, I didn't get into Ernesto about like what happens if he, you know, his boss finds out or his parents, if he's cool with that. But that is, you guys, of course, something to think about. What if it gets into alternate hands? You know, what if you guys break up? You should always be thinking about those things as well. But I'm all for things that spice you up, that spice up your relationship if you're both on the same page. We have Cameron, 22, from Canada, and she needs tips for communicating kissing and sexual needs. Hey, Cameron. Hi, how are you? I'm so good. Tell me what's going on. Yeah, so um, I met this guy um, the last week of summer, and uh, about a week before, actually, I left to go back to school. Um, That week, we hung out five out of seven days, and uh, we waited till the last 
day that we hung out to have sex. Um, but throughout that week when we went out on dates and hung out, I kind of noticed that he wasn't that great at kissing. Um, he was a little sloppy. It was more open mouth kissing and he kind of kissed too fast. Like he didn't give me an opportunity to kiss back. Okay. Um, so at one point I actually turned away from him and he goes, why are you turning away? And I said, oh, like, you don't have to kiss my bottom lip that hard. And then he kind of switched it up and he fixed it. Okay. Um, and that last day we hung out, we had sex for the first time. Didn't really last too long, but it was fine. Okay. Um, so since I've been at school for two months, I've seen him one weekend in September. And then I went home for Thanksgiving and I saw him. And when we fooled around, it was fine. I would keep giving him subtle pointers like, oh, try this instead of this. Or um, if he would try to initiate something and he started like rubbing me over my pants yeah. without really doing anything else. First, right, I right. would jokingly say, um, don't start down there. And then he would kind of move somewhere else. Right. So, okay. Well, you're on the um, right track here. So, I, yeah. yeah. So he, you like this guy, right? You want to keep seeing him? Um, if we yeah, can work I on think this, so. it's just okay. hard. Yeah, it's just hard when I'm at school and uh, I don't know how to really ask for what I want. No, I know this is the thing. So I'm going to help you with this. So the, I'm going to help you with him. And if he's not your guy, like, this is just great practice. What I'm going to teach you for anyone that you're with, because I have to, because you're, yeah, you're 22. He's 21. I just want to remind you and all the listeners, like you're not supposed to be, you don't know. Like you guys are actually teaching each other at this point in life. Like even if you're like, I heard yeah. he slept with 10 girls before me, that does not mean that he's a great lover that he knows what he's doing, right? So it right. just takes yes. time and communication and you could have tons of lovers and still be a sloppy kisser. You know what I'm saying? So, so really I would say mm -hmm. it's great that you are able to give him feedback. And so what I would say mm -hmm. to him though, instead of like, Instead of the like, no, or don't do that, or try something else, I would let him know like, if you could practice being like, you know, it would feel great and like move his hand up to your breast, maybe, right? Just for the touching part. And then maybe, oh, okay. yeah, because here's what you have to remember he wants to please you. He wants to have good mm -hmm. sex with you. He just doesn't know, right? Through porn or whatever. Mm -hmm. He's like, you just rub the, you know, right. grab the crotch. And we're like, women are like, it's like sandpaper when we're not turned on, right? We're like, no, don't do that. Yeah, exactly. So he just doesn't know yet. So just saying, oh God, yum. So I, let's just, you know, I was gonna say, go back to the kissing. So we got to work on that too. But I think if you could just kind of redirect and say, I just want to slow things down. Because this is all this consensual thing too. Like when you move, you might think, oh no, what I do. But if you're like, I just want to slow things down. Because a lot of times that's right. what it is. I think like a lot of times young guys, they go really fast and you're just like, I want to yeah, slow it down, yeah. you know, because it's just they're turned on and that's what they know and you rush to it. So I think it's just kind of like, let's just slow down. I'm enjoying just being with you right now and then directing. Yeah. So the thing about the kisses are, though, is that, you know, a great practice for that is saying like, let's I want to like. I love kissing is so important to me. Kissing is so fun. Like I love when we see each other every week. I want to show you how I want to be kissed. And then I want you to show me how you want to be kissed. And then oh, he okay. might get that it's really different, right? And then and he probably will in that moment. You'll be like, oh, you like more tongue than I do. And then together you guys work on it. And I, I know that might seem like, oh, it's awkward or fumbly, but that's actually one of these things that's really vulnerable, but also really helps with intimacy. And I think you can fix this kissing thing in no time. I've done it. Really? It okay. works. I'm, okay. <laughs> I've never thought of addressing it kind yeah. of in that way, but it could also be playful and yes. Um, Remember yeah. that that okay. sex talk is playful. Sex talk mm -hmm. should be unless you know, obviously if you're in pain, you like wherever you are, you're like stop, that hurts. But everything mm -hmm. else, I think we want to keep it like you know, let's just talk about it. Like let's figure out what feels good to both of us, babe. Like how hot when you're here and we're like together. Like let's make this even more fun. Because we are mm -hmm. so insecure that we're doing things wrong and that we're not pleasing our partners that one little thing like moving his hand and saying no. I'm not saying you did this, but he might be thinking, oh God, I'm bad at sex, right? We all do that. So yeah. just to make it more like <laughs> yeah. we're in this together. Let's have the most fun possible. Makes it much lighter okay. and easier to um, go after that way to make it work. Okay, that's that makes it really helpful because I was just so nervous about trying to constantly ask him for different things but um yeah if I feel like if I make it more playful and just yeah um 
it's a learning experience together. Right. Like together. And you can let him know. I mean, I love the honesty and just saying, you know what? You could say you called into the show or you were listening, but you could just say like, I've been thinking about this and I, I really attracted to you. And I just, I just want you to know, like, I think it'd be fun if we work on this, you know, yeah, together. And I think he'll be down with that because he needs to learn too. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And, and he's always been really receptive to what I've said bef- in, uh, before. So I think if I do bring something up like this again, he would be more yeah. or still open to listen yeah. and to work on it. Good. So how open are you to be like making, you know, I, you know, move your hand or, you know, or just do it. Like, I think, yeah, it sounds like he's being receptive. So it sounds like that just a, like a little change in your approach and then you'll both get mm-hmm. what you want. Okay, great. Thank you so much. I I really appreciate this. Of course. I feel like a lot of guys my age don't really know what they're doing. No, I'm telling you, they do not. They do not. And girl, a lot of girls don't either. So it's your job in a way. This is what I'm saying. It is. Like, he, he will be grateful for this. Like... Like, yes, many guys in their head think they're great, but he needs this information and this education, you know, and it'll be great for you Mm -hmm. to practice. It's going to serve you for a lifetime, no matter what happens with him. So that's what I think. Yeah, absolutely. They need your help. Okay. Thanks, Cameron. Thank you so much. Of course. You're so welcome. Good luck. Have a great night. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. I love that Cameron said this. I didn't say it, but I have said, you guys, I think this people in your 20s, you guys, like younger guys, girls, we don't know. We haven't had enough experience. You haven't been out there enough. And I think I wish I knew all of this, you guys. That's why I'm here today. Because I don't want you to be like faking orgasms through your 20s or being in relationships that don't work for you or silently suffering through bad sex and not getting what you want. Like I did all that. And so I get it. Like you really don't know, you guys. Like you don't. And just look at sex as like it's okay that you don't know because the best way to learn is not by just going out and being a bunch of people. It's about being with one person or, you know, that you can actually be honest with and talk about things and communicate and learn. We learn through in relationships where we feel like it's safe and we can trust someone and we can actually communicate without shame and without blame. So I think those are some great goals for people of all ages. We have Monica. She's 37 from Ohio and she wants to know why do men pay for an expensive first date and ask for a second but then ghost? Hey, Monica. Hi, how are Hi, you? I'm so good. Thanks for calling in. So so this is no, what's happening. Absolutely. Huh? <laughs> yeah, tell me what's going on there in Ohio. Sure. Um, well, first, <laughs> I just want to say thank you for all of the work that you do. Um, so it's welcome. really fantastic to have, um, you know, the voice of an educated, powerful woman um, talk about body positivity and sex positivity. I think it just sends such a great message to oh, young women. So, thank you. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Um, I love what I do. So I've been divorced for about five years um, and so have really kind of lived through this evolution of dating um, where, you know, when I first started dating, it was like match.com was pretty much it and nobody ghosted and it was fine. Um, But within the last year, it's been really odd. Um, And I mean, it's like a problem, not problem. Um, And if this is the trend, I'm okay with it. But, you know, I will have guys that will take me out on really expensive first dates right you know we have a great time and even on the date you know we'll either go to a couple of places and then they will set up actually a second date um which i sincerely appreciate and then after that you know cancel the second date and just totally disappear okay and it doesn't it doesn't seem like i guess a really cost-effective way (laughs) no it's certainly not a great business plan you're right it's not a great way to manage manage their their money, but my question is, how many times? I'm trying to get want to get to the bottom of this story, this thing that you've created. It's happened to you how many times? Oh God, maybe fifteen. Fifteen times in the last two years, like in the last year. Okay, fifteen different guys. Are they all like? Are there similarities? Can we come? We kind of eke out a pattern here. Not. Um, like not age, not really anything. Um, you know, in my age range typically will go from like 30, like low thirties to, um, you know, low fifties, but yeah, there's not. And that's why I'm like, is this, a, is this a thing? Well, um, ghosting is a thing. Area yeah. Are experiencing the same thing too. Where are you in Ohio? If you don't mind saying I'm from Michigan, I'm just sure, curious. I'm, yeah. Um, Northern Ohio. Okay. So I'm just, is it a smaller town though that you're in or is it not as many Men there? No, I'm in a city, so it's about like twenty thousand. Oh, okay. Or so, I mean, so there's, I mean, there's quite a few. 
15 seems like a like that. I was thought you'd say like three, and I was like, okay, well, it's happened with three, but 15 is a lot. It's a lot, and I'm like, if this is a thing, I'm you know, I'm like, who do I call? Well, I'm like, I, well you hear all the things. Yeah, so, I hear all the things, and so I'm trying to get to the. Here's the thing: Are you asking for an expense? Are you saying let's go to this dinner for place for dinner? Or are they saying like, let me take you to this fancy restaurant? They are suggesting it. So you feel. Okay, and these guys are saying, and the and your friends are saying the same things happening to them. The same thing is happening to them. I just don't. And do, are you like having? Are you making out with them? Is there like any physical? Do you have sex with them? No. Um, and so I'm pretty like, you know, I'm a slow mover, um, and really want to take my time. And especially after divorce, I'm, I'm right. probably a lot more cautious and a lot more cynical um, <laughs> than I was prior. Right. So, yeah, so it, it's not getting physical. And I'm like, well, maybe it's just I'm trying to put my best foot forward so they think they can get physical or, you know, I don't know. It's, right. I mean, literally, I don't like, know. Because I was going to be like, there's no way this is a pattern. Like, I understand it could feel like that. And maybe you should, you know, be asking for, like, looking if there's any common traits with these guys. And I just don't know <laughs> how many guys do you take me on nice I've gone on a lot of dates like this. It just seems like an interesting pattern to me. Are there any of them that you were like crazy about too? That you there thought- have been a couple where I was disappointed and I was like, I really was looking forward to a next date and thought it would be fantastic, you know, to go out. And the other ones, you know, like I said, I'm a fairly slow mover and just cautious. And I think people reveal themselves over time. So, you know, I wasn't upset about not about the the ghosting thing and like the ghosting thing I think at this point sadly so many of us are just kind of used to it it just happens yeah it just it happens whether it's like conflict avoidance or whatever the rationale exactly Um, I don't think it's about you know yeah keep going yeah so so that's that's kind of there but I think I'm I'm a pretty great date (laughs) but I'm not sure I'm worth like a banana republic jacket no, they bought you, right, exactly, like that's the 150. No, you're right. So is there anything that you feel like on dates, like do you feel like sometimes you might hold back or are there, do you feel like you're, and I don't think this is why they're ghosting. I'm just asking you in general, you've had a lot of time to date. Do you feel like you put yourself out there or are there things that you're more, is it more like you're asking questions and are you answering things about yourself? Are you letting your true self be seen? I definitely don't put myself out there. Okay. See, that's what I'm getting. And have much more and and done so um, far less, like especially, like I said, within the the divorce, more recent time, far less. Okay. Because I feel like, yeah, because you're, because you're close. You have to learn how to date again. You know, you're going through divorce and you have kids. No kids. No, no kids. Okay. You're going through divorce. Yeah. I mean, just being out of it and dating again. So what do you think? Is holding you back from actually be putting um, yourself out there and being? Oh, you know. I think all. I mean, all kinds of stuff. I right. think um, you know, it's certainly a lot of issues with my family growing up, um, and there's some some abandonment things there. Okay, you know, and definitely like obviously like going through through divorce. And I think right. when I first started dating, after you've been through a marriage that's really difficult, you know, you're excited to date. You know, so you just kind of jump in really fast. And it just was, you know, the bottom was falling out, the bottom was falling out. Right. And that kept happening. Like I said, I think people reveal themselves over time. So, you know, with age and just a little bit of experience, I've certainly gotten cautious, probably a little too much so. And it's tough to know where that really happy medium is. Right. Well, I think, okay, so in listening to you, I feel like you just might need to get off the apps for now and not do like the dates as much as like do you go out with friends and do you go to different events and do you meet people when you're out in the world I don't go out a ton um because I work so much okay and so the benefit of like the apps I have a lot of mixed feelings about them you know I like them for the convenience but also I feel like they take away a bit of our humanity yeah no it's not it's just that I want you to have some different kind of experience where you're meeting someone in person and you actually already know them or you like them or someone introduced you and so it's not this like date like this big you know expensive dinner because I think like I I just want to change the way you're approaching it and this is kind of an outside in thing because I think there might be some therapy or some inside out things that need to happen for you if you haven't processed the divorce yet and if you're telling Mm -hmm. me that you're still holding back from things, I feel like therapy would help you figure out what that is and what, I mean, you might know why it's hard for you to be vulnerable and why it's hard 
you'd open up from childhood and from your marriage. But nonetheless, it's still important to learn how to do it and why it happened. But I also want you to maybe change your approach to dating. So if you still go on the apps, totally understand they're convenient. Maybe you just say no dinners, like I'm going to meet you for coffee or I'm going to meet you for one drink. So they can't pull out all the stops and do all the things with the dinners. And it's like a real conversation somewhere where you can't be distracted by bells and whistles and horses drawn carriage or whatever they're doing or flying you somewhere you know so I just want like a different like you take control and you take the initiative and maybe you follow up with them or you let them know that this has happened to you and I don't want this I don't know like I just think that there's ways that you could be more yourself and that you're going to get you're going to be like oh this actually didn't feel so bad most times when we start to do it we put our little toe in being vulnerable you're like oh that wasn't bad I survived it felt good so I think changing the way you show up is important too well, and under, you know, I understand, and that's, and it's, you know, interesting you say that because I understand all of my whys and just knowing, I don't even know really the first step of how to even move, move past them. And it feels like because there, a lot of this environment is so impersonal, it's not really welcome for trying to kind of develop at least those those skills or those interactions or even knowing like how to step forward when you're encountering other people who maybe are, are also not, you know, super comfortable with emotional intimacy. Right. Right. Like a lot of people aren't right. Like most people aren't. How about your girlfriends? Do you have close friends? Um, as far as yes. Yes. And so you guys have quite a, quite a few. And right. yeah, we've got, they're amazing. And, um, have been such a good good support, and but like I said, they have a lot of very similar experiences, and so I'm like, I don't know if it's, and so for a while I was like, maybe it's just, maybe it's me, and this is just the right. thing. But then you know, when they all were having these experiences, I'm like, all right, well maybe it's not all right. Maybe all it's just maybe me. where you live. Is it more conservative, or people more closed off, or people more like, you know, not as it's, open? Maybe it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty. Um, mixed bag here so like within the city um people are pretty liberal right okay and pretty open but then you know like any anywhere else when you go out into the suburbs it can be fairly conservative right okay yeah i get it i think you know i think that there's really like nothing wrong with this situation i feel like it's like different approaches because you sound amazing and smart intelligent like these guys you're going out in 15 even the fact that you've gone out with 15 dates that ghosted i'm sure you've probably been on dozens and dozens and dozens of dates which is great so you're obviously like someone who's got your stuff together but I want I'm just thinking that there has to be a little you know a little shift here and I do think therapy would be good if you know all the whys already they could give you that thing those little steps so you could feel safer kind of saying things that you think you wouldn't say like even saying like I've had a really interesting time dating I'm not angry I just find it fascinating have you ever called a woman and not asked her out again like I just think that being more real about your things will kind of let them see who you really are yeah, like the and way I you are with friends, through, you know. Yeah, and I went, I went through, um, and it's, and this, this sounds so funny. So, like, I went, um, and I did have a therapist a couple of years ago when I really recognized I was having trouble, and she asked, like, "Oh, what do you think? You know, your dates would think about you." I'm like, "Oh, I know, because I actually had um, asked some of them what they thought, right, right, after the first date, and um, they said they felt like I was impossible to read." Oh, okay. So maybe and that it was just like it seemed like I wasn't interested. Okay, I'm like, no, I was very interested. So that's really interesting. So like your body language, like it, maybe you're just more like you're more restrained. Like you're more you're not really letting yourself be open and vulnerable because you know you're afraid of getting hurt and showing your feelings Uh so i think that is i'm first of all i want to clap for you i love that you asked that that's really brave you know and so it sounds like they because also a lot of guys aren't great at reading signs from women so if you're just shut down with it and that might be a reason they don't feel a hook they don't think that you like them so you know a lot of ways to do is to let them know like i had a really good time to make eye contact Mm -hmm. And say, this was really fun. That's not easy for me to say, but I just said it to you, you know, this and just kind of play with it. Okay. Put yourself out there. Okay. You have said that's such a great place to start and say, you know, I've heard back from guys. I think I'm not interested. I want you to know this was actually a good date. And that is such a real thing to say to someone. So kind of using mm-hmm. what you know and kind of pushing yourself okay. to kind of go to the next level and see what happens. It's going to help you okay. in everything you do, because I'll bet this is showing up elsewhere. Yes. And it's just, and yeah, it's weird. Like I'm not, it's funny though. I'm not like this at work, but in my personal life, I just have a really difficult time navigating it. Yeah, no, because it's different because it's so vulnerable and it's your heart. So I think just little things, 
just kind of practice doing something more, a little more vulnerable, a little more open on your dates, and you're going to see the whole world open up. Okay. Terrific. Okay. I promise. Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck to you. Keep dating. Thank you so much. Keep up the spirit. You're so welcome. Have a great night. Thank you, Monica. Right. Thank you. You bye. too. Have all a great right, night. Bye-bye. It's interesting because when I first started talking to her, I'm like, okay, this is all in your, you know, this can't be true. But it sounds like, you know, yeah, some people ghost. There's all these weird dating stuff that happens. But typically, it has to do with us, not some weird pattern out there in the universe. And I think dating is so important in relationships. We do our best work actually with another person. Even if it's dating or relationships, it's a good place to learn. So if you're out there dating, use it as a tool for self-discovery, self-expression, and practice being that vulnerable, open person. You know, of course, there's certain boundaries and certain things you don't need to let it all out. But say those things you might say with your girlfriend. Like be try to be yourself and be more comfortable as possible because it will help you because people want to know who you are. They really do. They want to see you. It's an important skill to develop. And I think that most, I, I, I've been there. I can really relate to her. I think I see much more shut down. But the more I realize it, like it actually gets better when you're more yourself because then you don't have to pretend anything. You don't have to pretend to be someone else. I'm like always myself wherever I go. And I think that's really helpful for people too. You know, you can change where you are now and get to where you want to be. Okay, guys, that was fun. Check me out on Sirius XM Radio. The channel is called Stars 109, and it's starting November 12th, five days a week, Monday through Friday, 5 to 7 p.m. for more sex talk. It's going to be fun. We're going to have some new segments. It's still called Sex with Emily. So if you're on a commute, you live on the East Coast, it's 8 to 10, um, call in. I'm really excited. Or tell your friends if they're serious. So love that and thank you everyone for listening thanks to my amazing team Ken, Sarah, producer Jamie and Michael was it good for you? email me feedback at sexwithemily.com something magical happened this year the magic wand turned 50 just think about how much the world has changed over the last 50 years I'm talking disco to dubstep payphones to cell phones I mean do you realize the magic wand came out a full year before we landed on the moon? That blows my mind. There's a reason the magic wand has stood the test of time. It's just that freaking good. Time Magazine named it one of the most iconic inventions. Cosmo calls it the little black dress of vibrators. In other words, it's the one vibrator you need to have. In case you haven't seen one at any point over the last 50 years, the magic wand is a full-size massager. And yes, it works great on the shoulders too. For most women, its power and size make it the ultimate clitoral vibe. I call it the sure thing. And because things get better over time, you now have two models to choose from. The original plug-in version for constant power or the variable speed rechargeable version for cordless convenience. I've been obsessed with my magic wand since before I started the show. I even had my nightstand modified so I could keep it plugged in from inside the drawer. That's how much I love a magic wand. If you haven't tried one, what are you waiting for? Just go to magicwandemily.com. That's magicwandemily.com to order yours today.